Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from Los Angeles, California. Oilers and the Kings tomorrow night. Oilers in Anaheim on Sunday on the Oilers Radio Network. 6.30 Chad. 6.30, Chad, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Eskimos. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for your, your office technology needs. In this hour, Al May, a longtime Washington Capitol player and now broadcaster, will talk to Daryl Evans out of Los Angeles. He, too, a former king, scored the game winner in the Miracle in Manchester. Um and has worked for a number of years on King's Radio. And another guy, uh, we'll just give you a hint, he may have been involved in the Miracle of Manchester, so I think you'll be excited to hear, hear him coming up on today's show as well. So just stay tuned. We're still working on that for you. Uh, you can uh, text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630 uh, with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan, one of the largest Ford uh, volume dealers in the province of Alberta. To the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, it is Al May. Happy New Year, Al. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Bob. Uh, absolutely. What is going on with this uh, Metro division? Man, you got some teams playing well right now in that division. Well, you know, when you have the Stanley Cup champions and the guys that won it the two years before, they, they push each other to build better rosters, to understand a concept and a style and a structure of play. And what the Capitals were able to do last year, what the Pittsburgh Penguins have basically been able to do every year under Mike Sullivan, you've got to grind away. You've got to play the game fast. You've got to be efficient. Your defensive responsibilities and schemes and everything you do has to be on point and help your goaltenders out. And I just look at this division because of the, having the top teams in it, the other teams raise their level. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets play a, a very similar style to the Penguins. And it's about, you know, they're, they're more physical. They don't have the gunners that Pittsburgh has. And they grind it out. They make you, they make you pay. You look at all the teams in the division, they're hard to play against. There, there's no easy games. These teams all understand you've got to be great two-way hockey players. You have to put pucks into good areas when you, when you have it, and you've got to get rid of it. You've got to put it places where you're not hurting your team defensively. And I just think the, the Caps, Pittsburgh, Columbus, and then you have Barry Trotz with the Islanders who are on the rise and learning to play a bit better brand of hockey without their best player, John Tavares, you know, over the last decade or so. I just think that the, the internal competition of the Metropolitan Division, because you're a Stanley Cup champions, reigning Stanley Cup champions, uh, makes everyone realize every game's important. All right. Well, the numbers speak for themselves. The, uh, the Islanders are 8-2 and two in their last 10. They've won five straight. Columbus is 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. Uh, Washington is 7-3. and three. 
in their last 10, uh, though they've dropped a couple in a row. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have won seven straight. They are 9-1. and one. I, That said, Tampa Bay is still the best team in the league by 12 points. And the Leafs actually have more points than any of those other four teams, but there's a bit of a drop-off after that. Uh, so it's, a, it's an intriguing race uh, nonetheless. Tonight, Washington is in Dallas. Um, and no Jamie Benn tonight for the Dallas Stars. And that's good news for the Washington Capitals because he's, he's been pretty good when they, he plays against the Caps. And actually the Dallas Stars in general, it doesn't matter who's on the roster, have been great against the Caps over the earth. So Dallas Stars are one of the teams that is the kryptonite of the Washington Capitals. If they're not on their game, uh, the Dallas Stars seem to rise up. And, you know, Sagan's been uh, involved in it very well. Jason Spezza, who came from Ottawa, has incredible numbers against the Caps, and he executed them last time in Dallas. So regardless of who's on this Stars team and who's on this Caps team, Dallas Stars are very tough, but big hole to fill when you don't have Jamie Benn. They're filling his spot with Eric Condra tonight, and uh, I think the flip-flop line, I think Andre Nikushkin, who's goalless in 32 games since coming back from the KHL, is filling in that spot. So I don't know if that's a very, very good thing. Uh, Jamie Benn for Andre Nikushkin. Uh, that's, uh, that's not a trade that the Dallas Stars want. Tell me this. Uh, what did you think of Jim White's comments regarding Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn? Well, I love the fact that there was honesty there, and you know he, he and you know was somewhat contrived. They, he knew what he was doing. They were using the media as a weapon, but I think he was on point with a lot of things he said. On the other side of it, I think he should have said that in the dressing room. He yeah. should have said that in a meeting with the players face to face. I have no doubt that he could or would or you know he, I've been around him a long time. I guess I've known him since I got traded to the Dallas Stars back in '94 or whatever it was. He has some like I, I talked to one NHL executive and he said to me, Bob, of all of the guys in that position around the league, Jim Lights, you go, yep, that's him. He would be the most likely guy to say something like that. And, you know, it's been said before and it's been done. You just don't hear about it, you know, because right. they don't use it. And, you know, in New York City, you know, that's how people do it. And Harold Ballard used to do things like that. But in today's day and age of politically correctness and, you know, where you, you know, co- coaches don't yell at their players, you know, single them out. They don't use the media anymore. They text them. They, you know, it's, it's bizarre what goes on now compared to what we used to play. Not saying it's wrong. It's very different. But I think Jim probably regrets some of the language and the manner they took. But obviously there's a lot of frustration there because I know as a guy that's lived in Dallas for the last 20-plus years and I work in D.C., I watch a lot of Stars games. And Tyler Sagan, I think, is a phenomenal hockey player, but he can frustrate me. But Jamie Benn frustrates me even more watching him on a night. Why? You know what, I just, I just think their decisions with the puck at, at times. And, you know, I've said it in the past to my buddies, and, you know, is that, you know, a lot of times they play like youth hockey players with the spins and the passes and the slot to nowhere. And they're, they're so good, you want to see them be great every time. I, I think I'm more on a Tyler Sagan. Uh, you know, I, I would prefer him over Ben. And, and, you know, I know Tyler's never won the Hart Trophy for the MVP, but I think Jamie Ben's given us one really good season of hockey. And he, he, I think when you've played that well one year, you've got to prove to everyone all the time that you can be a top-tier performer. And I think there's always untapped potential with him that hasn't been used up enough. And you go back to the 2015-2016 season, that was his best year. And he needs to replicate those performances every night. And the puck management, being ready to play, being a physical player, uh, doing all the things right so you're a leader and you have everyone following with you, 
I just I just hold him to a higher standard, especially after winning the Hart Trophy and uh, being a top tier performer, making you know Team Canada and the World Cup of Hockey and being a, or I think it was the Olympics as well. You know, just this guy needs to be better. Yeah, I love him. I mean, I love him as a player. I was stunned at the comments because uh, I've always thought he's been a heck of a player. We're joined right now by Al May. Al, uh, he's out though tonight uh, after taking a, a hit from Miles Wood, who is another player I personally like. I like Miles. He's fast. Um, I'm, I thought he'd score more, but maybe that's just New Jersey. Uh, but first, give me a thought on on the hit and whether or not you know maybe guys need to. Because guys didn't watch their passes when you played, did they? Well, guys did, but they paid the price, and then they'd get yelled at by their coaches and teammates for taking a big hit, for not paying attention to who was on the ice, for admiring your pass. And I have to say, my father, uh, he gave it to me for admiring my pass as a kid, <laughs> you know, in Edmonton, because I was hitting in youth hockey, and any time I got walloped, I, I got an earful after the game for, you know, not not being a smart hockey player. And over the years, you realize you've got to be aware of who's on the ice. But I think one of the things that's happening in today's game, you're playing a lot of teams. We've played teams that have not had a hit in a period. Buffalo Sabres, for instance. But what happens is you get used to a team just swinging and you know stick-checking, backing off in the neutral zone, staying in between the dots. And it's a very frustrating, awful style of hockey to play that should almost be outlawed, uh, like the NBA has certain defenses outlawed. Because it's bad for the game. It's bad for people that are paying $100, $200, $300, $400, whatever their ticket prices are, to go to games and watch that. And I want to add another word to that, what kind of a hockey it is, a description, but I can't. I don't want to get you in trouble on your show. But it's bleeping horse bleep, if you know what I mean, from Jim Lights. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that what happens with players, and this long-winded explanation by me, is they get used to a team just backing off, and then all of a sudden a guy like Rasmus Ristolainen, when the Caps were playing Buffalo a couple of weeks ago, when Buffalo had the no-hitter going, all of a sudden he steps up and rips someone's head off because they had their head down in their skates looking at a puck down low, and they, they get tanked. And everyone's, there's an outcry for the big hit. But you know what? It was a hit because the guy wasn't paying attention. I saw Anders Lee take a huge hit with his head down from Nicholas Cronwall two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. Yeah. And everyone said, oh, he drove through him. He went through the point of contact with his shoulder, but he got him in the face. You know what? His face was looking at his skates for about 20 feet. And he put himself in that position. Detroit's not a physical team, but you've got to be aware. You've got to be ready. And we know as the playoffs pick up or later in the season, everyone's going to start hitting. They're not just going to be standing back and swinging their sticks, poke checking and, you know, playing that type of hockey. It's going to be a more physical, faster brand, and guys are going to go down if they're careless. Well, uh, I mean, Nicholas Cronwall has a hit named after him. It's called Cronwald. And uh, you know what they say in the playoffs? Everyone hits. That's the difference. In the regular season, not everybody hits. Everyone hits in the playoffs. Uh, Al, uh, look, you cover the Capitals, but you watch the league. You're, you love it in Dallas. Uh, just a thought on the situation currently with the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, over the last 12 games, uh, Connor McDavid's got 26 points. Leon Dreisaitl's got 21 um, well, Dry Settle's on pace for a 100-point season. Connor's on pace for uh, about a 125-point season. Can Connor McDavid, if the Oilers, uh, we just had Elliot Friedman on, can Connor McDavid win the MVP if he finishes with 125 points this year? I, I would think so, but right now I think everyone's so in love with Tampa that, that Kucherov is the guy that everyone's right. talking about. And 
you know, so but Connor McDavid's the guy that is selling tickets. When Washington Capitals go around the league, the buildings are sold out. When Connor McDavid goes around the league, the buildings should be sold out. Yeah. Um, and he's such a phenomenal player. I have, and if the team doesn't make the playoffs, I still don't think it, it should take away from someone being the league MVP. And you know, when the players around the league say this is the best player in the league, and he's the best player in the league. And he's such a phenomenal talent. I watch every Oilers game that I can. He's a human highlight reel. Uh, the way he can skate, he's doing things that no player has ever done skill-wise, and he's a treat to watch. And, you know, so I do hope at the end of the season he's one of the finalists because he's a guy that I pay to watch every night. Tell me this. Uh, you've seen Jordan Everly play. He's, uh, he's having a tough year. He's got 17 points in 35 games for Barry Trotz. Uh, I'm going to assume he's a UFA, and I threw this out there to our listeners, and I'll get to some of these texts coming up in about four minutes' time. But would you, if you were the Oilers, consider bringing Jordan Everly back and playing him in your top six? At a lot less money. And the reason is that the New York Islanders are now playing Barry Trotz hockey, which is a very responsible brand of, of playing the game in the NHL. A lot like what Ken Hitchcock, so he's a demanding coach. And Jordan Eberle right now is having trouble with this demanding coach and the style of play that they play. He's the guy with the green jacket right now. And it wouldn't bother me if the entire team was minus. I wouldn't care that he has the worst on the team. But obviously, they have guys on that team. Most of the players are plus. They're playing well at even strength. So why is this one guy the outlier? And you know what? To be successful in the playoffs, you've got to be fast, but you've got to be gritty. And I'm not sure if Ken Hitchcock's a coach or someone else like him. I'm not sure that Jordan could have success offensively. And he's not a grinder. He's not a bumper. Uh, he, you know, physical hockey's not in there. He's a competitor, but he, but he's a puck, he's a puck chaser and a puck, you know, hangs on to the puck. But right now, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm on the fence on this one. Um, it just if you're playing responsible hockey, I, I, I'm not sure if he's your guy. He's minus 11 this year. has seven goals in 35 games. Uh, that is Jordan Everly. Al, always appreciate your time. Uh, we'll touch base in a couple of weeks, okay? Yep, thanks. Take care, Bob. You bet. That is Al May, longtime watcher. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all... It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Capitals broadcaster, it's 118 at Edmonton. I'm going to get to some of your texts on our Heartland Ford text line when we return in Oilers Now. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Sackler at 630 Shed. 
621 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers. Now, again, you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630 with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest Ford dealers in the province of Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. And guests on this show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown, Northside, and Short Park. Uh, I would take that. Uh, we just had Al May on the show as a no in terms of bringing back uh, Jordan Everly. Uh, he said a significant uh, haircut. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. This text out of Slave Lake, Alberta, says uh, Zach Cassian would be a better top six than Everly. Um, okay. I don't know if I would agree with that, but uh, certainly we read your text. Bob, I love Jordan Everly, but he's not a playoff performer, so the answer is no. That one comes to us from Cam in Red Deer. Stan out of Edmonton says, Bob, I texted the show in Everly's best scoring year, suggesting the trade him while his stock was high as he could not generate his own scoring. I would rather have Strom than Everly. That one comes to us from Stan. This text comes out saying, uh, Bob, I hope that uh, um, the Dallas Stars go on a losing streak with Jamie Benn out of the lineup, and then Jim Lights can eat his own words. Never throw a man overboard when you rely on that uh, on that man. Oh, uh, here we go. I feel like an Edmonton All-Star having you uh, read my text on the air, says Jay. Uh, to uh, Elliot Friedman, but alas, I stand corrected. It was a Bauer Nexus stick that broke uh, CCM. My apologies. I owe you a big one. A big boo to Bauer, though. <laughs> so I guess we're finalizing. I didn't know if a text again comes to us from JJ. I took yet your word. I had no idea. Again, you can text us at 630, 630. Uh, tweet us at now. Bob, I missed Brian Burke's comments yesterday. Well, we replayed them again today. I think he was saying be patient. If you look back at the last 10 years or so, he's right. And the impatient, this texter says, the impatience totally comes from management. For example, thinking of a quick way to the playoffs, uh, putting first-round draft picks in a situation uh, of saving uh, the franchise instead of building the team like they're doing now. I say stay the course, no rash moves, just develop what we have uh, we've got the perfect coach for this now, so fans uh, who are imp- uh, impatient uh, need to relax. Uh, that text comes to us from Carl. Again, you can text us at 630-630 and tweet us at Oilers Now. Rather have Everly instead of Spooner, but Strom over Everly. Uh, one further point on Grand Prairie. Uh, Bob, does Dmitry Samarukov have a chance to make the team out of camp next year. Excellent World Junior Championship showing by him. Um, I would say that would be a long shot. If you saw Sam Rukov in the training camp this year, he struggled. Okay? And was sent down uh, very quickly, along with Kirill Maximov. Now, Sam Rukov's had a DC year in the OHL. Um, I don't think there's any question that Evan Bouchard's got a higher ceiling, but Evan Bouchard's got things to work on as well. Another text says, Bob, uh, we go to the playoffs with Maroon and Everly, but ask Nugent Hopkins if he misses the winger. See, what happened to Everly is he didn't, get, he didn't score in the 13 games. I mean, the Oilers had four forwards that combined for $22 million that didn't score an even-strength goal in the series against Anaheim. 
right? Nugent Hopkins uh, was centering. In the end, uh, Everly and Pouliot, but at the start of that series, Lucic and Everly. Lucic got some power play goals. The Haas says, Bob, uh, I would take Everly for a cap hit of 4 to $4.5 million. And that's sort of, I think the number I threw was a $4 million uh, price point as well. Daryl Evans and uh, possibly another guest coming up. We're just going to switch focus here. I know the uh, Alberta Golden Bears are uh, playing uh, this weekend. Claire Drake Arena against Manitoba. Uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings are in action tonight. Uh, Oil Kings are going pretty good. Uh, Brad Lauer's done a terrific job. I know you had him on the show um, last night. Is it is it Victoria tonight, the Royals? Is that yeah, who they're playing? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Okay. Uh, and the Sherwood Park Crusaders, the team you broadcast, are, are uh, in action this weekend as well. I, I want to ask you about Michael Benning, who's already committed to Denver. Jim Montgomery was the head coach at Denver. That's where Matt Benning played USA. Uh, Matt Benning played in the USHL for Jim Montgomery. Uh, just a thought on uh, what you're seeing out of Michael Benning, because he's got some pretty good numbers as a 16-year-old defenseman in your league. Yeah, he does, Bob. He's almost a point-a-game player. He's got uh, not not a lot in the goal department, only three goals, but uh, 31 assists for 34 points on the year. And uh, he's he's actually December's Player of the Month. He had 14 assists in nine games. So as far as somebody who can move the puck well, think the game unbelievably well for 16 years old, and a right-shot defenseman as well. So you're looking at somebody who's going to profile for the NHL draft, I think, really, really well. He's showing that early in his career. Have you seen Kale McCarr play? Not. I didn't have a chance in person. I came into the league, I guess, after Kale left or started paying attention. But, uh, you know, as far as I think that a similar profile, would you say? Yeah, I mean, Kale McCarr ended up being a fourth overall pick. That's, and that's, the you know, it, it's funny in terms of what do you go out and go get if you're Edmonton because... I don't think you could acquire Tyson Berry at the trade deadline, but I do think you could acquire Tyson Berry in the offseason because I think that Colorado would be open to doing something like that uh, because they got Kale McCarr coming down the pipe. Uh, he's currently uh, playing in the NCAA and is a pretty good defenseman. Uh, so that's I, when I, whenever I think of diminutive right-shot defensemen, uh, the game's changed, and there's opportunities for those guys in hockey circles. 128 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update. More coming from Los Angeles when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.